to the ESP podcast. My name is James Eggerstorff. I'm a director of ESP. I've worked in technology sales recruitment for 15 years. And thank you to everybody who tuned in for our first episode. As you'll know if you listen to that, we are doing a series of podcasts that are all about explaining and understanding why successful salespeople fail at interviews. Now, this is a real big topic and something that we get asked a lot of times. So if you listen to the first episode, it was all about how to write a CV. We've been absolutely bowled over. So thank you for all the great feedback and great response um, to that podcast. When you put stuff like that out in the open, it can be a bit of a leap of faith, but we're really uh, thrilled with all that positivity. So this time around, I'm joined by uh, my two colleagues, Izzy and Ravia, and we're going to chat about how you should prepare for an interview. Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm Izzy. So I work predominantly on the client side of the business, approaching expanding technology companies and having conversations about their sales team and recruitment plans. Hi, I'm Rabia. So I focus on helping candidates through the interview process, get a really good understanding of their experience, what they're looking for and explore the job market. Great. Morning to you two. So we're talking today about interview preparation. So what do we actually mean when we say you need to prepare for an interview? What does that boil down to? What are we talking about? So I think firstly, starting off by doing some really good and thorough research. I mean, that's got to be the most important thing. Um, you know, you can really tell as a recruiter speaking to candidates who have done the research. And, you know, this comes across so massively in the initial conversations with the hiring manager as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think a common problem with salespeople is they often feel like they can wing it. And I would definitely say with interviews, preparation goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a huge, huge difference. And I think that so many candidates that we work with, particularly those that are really successful salespeople, who haven't quite cottoned on to the fact or got their head around the fact that it's actually a game, isn't it, going to an interview? And you can't just turn up, like you've said, you can't just turn up and wing it and hope that they're going to really like you just because... Um, you've turned up wearing a nice shirt and shiny shoes. <laughs> I think what salespeople don't get their head around fast enough is that great salespeople, they don't transition quickly enough into a great candidate. They've yeah. not recognised that there's, there's actually behaviours that you need to demonstrate to become a good candidate. Yeah. And consequently, once you're a bad candidate, so somebody who isn't preparing very well for an interview and isn't investing that time and effort, you're getting beaten by good ones. Mm-hmm. Well, the good candidates might not actually be the best salespeople in the market. So we get salespeople speaking to us that are infuriated when they find out, I've lost out on that job to them. Mm. They're hopeless. I've competed against them for 10 years. I'm miles better than them. But the reality is that other person's taken the process more seriously, yeah. worked a lot harder, and ended up getting the job. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like um, that phrase that, or that um, quote, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. That was yeah. a, a basketball player called Kevin Durant. I never don't know who Kevin is. You know, <laughs> you know I'm a football person. Um, and I think we were chatting before we started recording, weren't we, about successful salespeople. If you think of them as individuals, they are used to being number one yeah. in their life, most probably in their social group. They're probably the highest earners. They're probably the best at sport. Yeah. They're probably... Um, they're probably all really quite, came quite easy to them at school they're probably in all the top sets if this does sound like you there's probably people listening <laughs> to this that, that are nodding but it actually means that they may make that huge mistake of thinking they can turn up to an interview and 
and just wing it. Yeah. They, all that just goes out the window when, mm-hmm. it, when it comes to interview prep. So what's one of the first things that people can do when we talk about preparation? Do you, do you think people should take a brief from a recruiter? And what do we mean when we say a brief? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we as recruiters make a massive difference in the process. Um, a brief is essentially where we run through the role with you again, give you an idea um, of the company, who you'll be speaking to, that sort of thing. Um, we will have like loads of hidden insights that you might not necessarily be able to glean yeah. from the internet, for example. Um, and these hiring managers are people that we've worked with. So, you know, we, we've got a really good understanding of what they're looking for, you know, what their pet peeves are, things like that. Yeah. For example, uh, the other day I had a hiring manager call me um, at the final stage, the interview process, um, had three or four candidates um, at this stage, rang me up before my candidate went in and said, look, Izzy, these interviews have been going terribly, Um, this is what I want from the final interview and people just aren't delivering on that. So he gave me actually loads of detail as to why these candidates had failed, why he wasn't going to be making them an offer. Um, and I could go you know, straight back to my candidate and give them all that information, which is hugely helpful. And actually now we've, we've got an offer on the table, which is great. So I think it does show how much influence you know, we, we can have over that process. I think it's absolutely you know, crucial. Yeah. So what um, answer do we sometimes get when we're dealing with some of the best salespeople uh, in the industry? When we say to them, have you got 10 minutes to take this really important brief? What do they say to us? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, quite simply. Yeah. I don't need your help. I'm really busy. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go to... And they fall flat on the face. Yeah. And what we're not saying is we will solve the answer. But what we're talking about is marginal gains. And yeah. every yeah. percentage you can put in your favour into that process, you've got to take it and you've, you've got yeah. to do it. And that is a huge advantage, that inside track. And yeah. I think it's interesting what you were saying before about you know these people are top of the game, they're the highest end of their peers, you know, they did really well in school, they don't, they've not had to try that hard maybe, mm. um, you know, you're in a room full of five other candidates who are in the exact same position as you, you know, we're dealing with the top 5% of salespeople, you know, you're competing with people that are also at the very top of the game and you do need to have that edge that we can give you. Yeah, absolutely, great point. So when we talk about prep, obviously got the brief from your recruiter mm-hmm. but what, what do we actually mean what other ideas have we got other than look at the website yeah, what, exactly. what can people be doing it's so much more than just looking at the website you need to look at social medias you need to have a look at like you know company house for example look at the financials of the business any articles that you can find um i think when having a look at the company on linkedin as well definitely have a look at the hiring manager mm. um and potentially seeing if there's any connections yeah I, th- I think the long and short of it is, is taking initiative and going above and beyond i know that Rivera and i um we were working um on an interview process together weren't we yeah. and then you had a candidate that that did really well in terms of you know doing their own research and going above and beyond mm. yeah definitely i mean um, they had a look on LinkedIn, um, saw who the hiring manager was, realised that there was a couple of mutual connections and went and started speaking to product managers, you know, getting a really good idea of what the culture of the organisation was like as well. Mm-hmm. And that just stood him in really good yeah, stead. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. And actually, he wasn't a fantastic fit no. um, on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were other candidates in the process that, that were probably better suited to the job based on their CV. Um, but I just think you know that kind of preparation is fantastic. Yeah. The the best brands are the best employers. The the companies that everybody wants to work for and everybody wants to join. They will expect you to really gone to town on 
I think you said Revere about company house, things like share price, mm. who are the people on the board. Yeah. Simple things like, yes, what's the current news, but you've got to um, really go to town on the social media stuff. Yeah. So there's lots of info out there, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. There's loads that you've got to understand when you go into that meeting. Yeah. And if you don't, you're just not going to get through that first stage. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. So a ESP have done a lot of work over the years with, with Virgin, who are obviously a massive, massive um, brand and, and a big business. If somebody sets foot in that interview room and dares to utter the word Richard Branson, <laughs> there's a metaphorical hole will open up in the floor. And it doesn't matter if you are the top salesperson in the world, they will make you unsuccessful. It's that That's lazy prep. And yeah. that will infuriate yeah. an interviewer because yeah. it shows that you've just you've just winged it it's yeah. just not good enough it's just not to the level that that you need when you're in this technology industry yeah. okay so um okay when you're preparing for an interview it's not just about um the prep in terms of the company and the person you're meeting yeah. what about questions what sort of one of the reasons people fail is that they ask poor questions at the end of the interview mm-hmm. so what are the sorts of things people should be getting across I think, I think the first thing to, to bear in mind here is that you still need to make it about the interviewer. You know, obviously you need to you know, qualify this opportunity, whether it's a good fit for yourself, but bring it back in line with the company, the vision. So, you know, how, how am I a good fit for this company? What would I bring to the table for you? And how would that be in line with the strategy for the team, with the long-term company vision? You know, bring it back around to, to them and what you can bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. I, in fact, I would also ask questions about the culture and you know employee well-being for example as well because interviews are a two-way street you need to qualify the opportunity just as much as they need to qualify you and all of those things are absolutely integral um when when considering new opportunities i mean it's a stupid question what's the culture like you you can't just ask that that's not going to give the information you want so you do need to touch upon things like you know what do you do to keep the team's mental health in check it's a stressful Mm -hmm. stressful industry you know what, what are you doing these are all really hot topics and that's going to be the most indicative of what the culture is like as opposed to just asking the question. Yeah. And it's a free hit, isn't it? Because that's your chance to say, in my research, I have spoken to three people who've worked in this business or three of your vendor partners yeah, yeah, or exactly. whatever yeah. it is, and they have told me this. And what I'm really interested in is finding out more about X. Yeah. It sets you up. It's showing that you've, you've done your prep. Yeah. Um, we were talking, weren't we, before we started recording about simplifying what we're actually trying to say here. And when we're talking about salespeople, you wouldn't turn up to a customer meeting Mm. without knowing your product inside out, your technology Mm. that you're selling. So if you turn up for an interview, the product is you. So if you don't know things like what we're talking here, we're talking about figures, deals, what else? What else do you need to think about? So USPs, what can you bring to the table? You know, I've done research. I know that your company do a lot in financial services. Here are three massive deals that I've executed in that space. Um, so, you know, your USPs, again, making it relevant and tying it into your research. Yeah, absolutely. I think you definitely need to know your numbers. You need to, you know, talk through deals that you've done that, you know, from start to finish, obstacles that you've had to overcome, how you did it, um, and things like that. And definitely don't use the word we. <laughs> no, that's an absolute... As a we close no. this deal. Yes, we, exactly. Yeah, good point. So I think um, what you're actually taking a step back and analysing is what makes me successful, what makes me win. Yeah. If somebody throws that question at you, you'll probably answer that fairly well. Yeah. You actually take a step back 
and think about it for half an hour there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going to come Absolutely, out yeah. if you haven't done that you're going to look bad in the interview it's not mm-hmm. going to come across as well as you'd want yeah okay so we've covered quite a lot there so let's try and summarize this a, a little bit because it's quite a lot of detail we've gone into yeah. so if we were to give one piece of advice from everything we've talked about there what would that be so i think i think for me it's that Salespeople need to understand that a brilliant salesperson doesn't therefore mean that they're a brilliant candidate. There's a big difference. You have to make the transition and become a brilliant candidate as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Izzy? Um, I think for me, it's, you know, take 10 minutes out of your day, listen to the brief. We know you're really, really busy, but at the end of the day, we can give you some little nuggets of information that at the time might not seem like they could make or break the interview, but, but they really can uh, take 10 minutes, listen to the brief, and bear it in mind when you're in that interview room. Because it's marginal gains, isn't it? You, the people that we're working with, if you work in technology sales, there's a very good chance that you're at an elite level in terms mm-hmm. of the, the sales market. Mm-hmm. So you're competing with some of the most talented people in sales. So if you're not giving yourself that extra, then you're missing out. Absolutely. Okay, Revere? Yeah, I would say, you know, think outside the box with the research. Don't just look at the website. You need to do a lot more than that. And then I'd also say tie out research into your questions. Okay, so we've covered quite a lot there. So hopefully that's helpful for everybody that's that's listening. Like I said, if you're looking for help writing a CV, the first podcast that we did will hopefully give you some inspiration and some ideas there. The next one we're going to do is about how to actually conduct yourself in the interview and give you some ideas on how to to navigate and utilise all that prep that you've done. If you do have any ideas or anything you'd like some help with, please let us know. We'd be really thrilled to help out and get our ideas onto another one of these podcasts for you. Um, Thank you very much for listening. We're we're now on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts and you can listen to us on our website, ESPRecruit.com. We'll see you next time. Cheers.